He made you do it. He made you do it. I guess so. Right? Yeah. Wait, who murdered the love? Him or you? Because he made you kill the love since he tried to make you obey him. You know, it's always said it takes two to make it work and only one to break it. To murder it. <laughs> that's true. It is true, isn't yes, it? That's true. Hmm. That's a great one. So no matter how much you try. Right. You can't make it work if the other person doesn't want to make it work too. Right. And you realize, you know, once you found a person who wants to make it work, it doesn't matter what it is, you'll overcome everything. You exactly. Know? Yes. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. This song is, okay, it's first time hearing it. I love the message. I really connect to it because I look at it as like kind of modern love. Because if you want to have like this, what people think of as like this like authentic, loving, supportive relationship, you can't really apply the old rules of uh, uh, um, uh, property ownership. Oh. Hey, where are you going? Yeah. What are you doing? That's not what I want you to do. I don't want you to look like that. Why are you talking to that person? That's not going to give you what people think they want. They want to like control you so that they know they have you, but then they don't let you be you. It's I don't want to be in that anymore. Yeah, and exactly. I, as a woman with, you know, the old role model, what a woman is, yes. what a woman should be. Right. Um, you know, I can't blame men or guys because that's just, you know, what lies behind us. You know, it's still there. It's it what's still taught. influences us. But, you know, it's, it's tough because they got to understand it's not the future. The future is very, you know, individualistic. Everybody is their own, you know personal human being they can couple they can couple and partner but keep your uniqueness keep so you can be the best version of yourself and that person can be the best version of themselves it's not because you're being selfish per se it's actually a better way of being it's the way i want to be honestly after being through an 11 year marriage relationship having three kids and having to break that because it wasn't really working for either one of us, the truth that really now we look back, I think both of us will agree, wasn't really for us, but we thought we had to make it work. And so when I got back into a relationship, I didn't want to be that way anymore to the other person, nor to me. I had to put boundaries up for me, for what I wanted in my life and also give the other person, hey, you can be you, guess what, isn't that weird? It's not common. Do what you want, do what your life and let's, if it works for both of us, great, if not, Go do you then without me and find someone that will support you. Yes. That's what I believe. Yeah, I think it is a new emotional consciousness, self-consciousness that you can't force yourself into something you're not. Right. And the 21st century, honestly, is all about expansion emotionally, emotional growth. 
growth in general. Things are changing so fast. It's not that things stay the same as they used to. It's crazy. Like my parents, for example, they actually grew up in Eastern Germany in socialism and they experienced the whole um, system crash. Yeah. And then they were thrown into, you know, capitalism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we, were, now, we were Soviet Union, Iron Curtain, almost the same thing. Yes. So me, Communism. I grew up with that mindset, basically, that raised me, that mindset mm -hmm. raised me, which is great, taught me a lot of values. But same. then in order to become myself, I had to leave that behind, right? And experience a completely new world that I had no idea of that it, you know, existed like that. And I still kind of, you know, I come with high expectations sometimes of what I know, and it's just not what it is. And then for me as a German coming to America, that adds another level, you know, to it. Because it's a way? different country and a different culture. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is not just, <laughs> I don't know, it's very different. Although you might think it's the same, of I thought not. in the beginning, yeah, America is like a Western country. How different can it be? No, it is very different. Very, very, very different. <laughs> what are the main differences that you've found? You know, sometimes it's hard to name what exactly it is, but you just got to look at the history. What has this country been through? And... It is an extremely young country compared to Europe. Mm -hmm. um, people had to cross an entire like continent to come here, for example, to the West. Um, the Wild West mentality, still here, I encountered things that I had never encountered before. Like people treating me a certain way. And, you know, I always thought I'm a very self-reflected person and I understand people, I know people, but I had no idea what was just happening to me. What, like, give me an example. It's all about power. <laughs> power and self-interest. Where I'm coming from, I was taught to be social, like put the social good before my own personal right. good. The team first, the yes. group first, yeah. Exactly. Appreciate what you have, like not materialism, because where my parents grew up, it was a society of lack. You didn't really have all that abundance and that consumption, you know, consumerism. It simply wasn't there. Um, people were happy when they got a gift from behind the wall <laughs> right? <laughs> to, you know, get something special. And that's also the main difference that I noticed going to southern Germany. So I'm from the north, mm -hmm. but going to southern Germany to study directing in Munich, I felt like people didn't really appreciate anything not like i did and not how i was taught sure. to you know being satisfied with what you have mm -hmm. so that's another thing in america greed how people call it is something i had never encountered in that you know regard not it's, like that. it's all about what's taught you know it's what's taught to you and what you think the game is about you make up everyone makes up their own rules to this game what they think it's supposed to be but it's largely based on what's taught to you. So totally different mentalities, like coming from communist way of thinking, right? It's about, you're not supposed to think individually. So no, it's interesting because exactly. now you're bridging the two because yes. you're really not that anymore. You're not necessarily preaching to be greedy and selfish. You're preaching like being individualistic, finding yourself, a higher level of being. It was 
that was definitely like wow because we only met once putting on that song i didn't know your music yet i wanted to come in kind of letting you tell your story so what a wow what like a vision now of you and what you look like the kind of eccentric of tall blonde beautiful model because you're six three thank you yeah i hit it 10 times a day you know yeah like I when you walk model. in it's like whoa everyone like pastor was like <laughs> yes. oh my god that she was like shocked it's like a you're very striking like when you walked right. into the restaurant we were all at and we met so for you to now have this deep message of like hey just because i'm a tall beautiful model looking person and you want to put me in that box that I'm just a model. I'm just quietly making beautiful things, beautiful pictures. No, I got, I got like this shockingly, you know, opinionated, but like strong viewpoint on something that is like shifting the culture, which is like, wow, that's such a like amazing like platform for you to be on. Is yeah. that kind of like what you're about? Like your, yes. what's your why? Like, why are you doing what you're doing? First of all, introduce yourself and then okay. maybe tell us like, why you're doing what you're doing. Let me respond to the model-like looks. Yeah. Obviously, I have a past, you know, since I was 13 years old, people came to me, scouting me. Oh, are you a model? Like, you should be a model. I'm like, well, okay, great. Um, in every major city, um, like Paris, London, Hamburg, Berlin, those scouts found me. But the criminal thing is, I was much less than I am now. And so they led me to their office, took Polaroid pictures and always, well, how much weight can you lose? Like how fast? And like, um, well, I can try. And you know, I was doing lots of sports always. Um, but it basically meant like you had to stop eating. <laughs> and you're how old at that time? It started when I was 13. 13, wow. And then by 15, 16, I had a real problem because I thought I was too fat, although I was underweight. Because of them constantly saying it to you? Or other reasons, society? Like, you why project you everything into it, right? Yeah. Um, being a teenager, going to school, falling in love the first time, maybe being a little bit unlucky with that because you're both too shy. Mm -hmm. So that kind of puts a lot of pressure on you. Then changing the class maybe because you have ambitions and you want to go to a, into a better class. At least you think so. You know, lots of things coming together and then parents being busy, you know, par parents being achievers. Um, you know, you don't talk to anybody anymore, then you don't even know anymore what you feel because who taught you what emotions are? Who taught you, you know, how to handle emotions? That's not what we learn in this society, at least not back then. And I'm sure still not. Things have improved, you know, but yeah. And then you end up, you know, having problems. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're talking to me even. Like when I'm listening to you, I'm like, yep, yep, at that age... I think all of us to some extent are like, who am I? What is this? Am I good enough? D on different levels. You exactly. know, you were also put into the modeling front where they're like, you're not skinny. You're never skinny enough, yeah. which is unhealthy to think. Well, you know, I have hips. So, you know, I'm a woman. Yes. <laughs> it's that simple. 
And I think that's a good thing, by yeah, the way. European fashion industry can be absolutely cruel. Yeah. And also, in my mind, criminal. I actually, that was the reason why I wanted to become a filmmaker at some point to, you know, tell such kind of stories. I actually shot a short movie that deals exactly with that in my way. Now, I still have to release. Um, Unreleased. The movie. Yes. What is why? the movie about? The, well, like it's the about fashion industry? Exactly that. Like, the scout meeting me in Paris, yeah. like after a true, you know, true story. Um, ask me, hey, are you a model? Like, no, I'm not. Well, you ought to be. And then, you know, you go back, they, you know, all of a sudden change, they talk business and then take photos. Yeah, you know, you're a little bit like your hips are too much. You know, and then you start to compare yourself, right? Because you're, you're a teenager, like right. your body is shifting. Right. You don't know who you are. You don't know what to do with your feelings. And Well, they're know, telling you you're too fat when you're 13 <laughs> and now your body is starting to develop so you're exactly. like oh my god i'm developing oh my god hips yeah. so it's like more pressure it's yeah that's crazy so so why do you think they do that is that just what sells and that's what drives it or is it some kind of like just old-fashioned thinking it was old-fashioned very backwards thinking um back then like yeah. you know influenced by paris right european fashion industry you know, I worked here at the Fashion Week in LA. Yeah. And it was such a surprise to me because different right. forms and shapes and heights and skin colors, everything. And I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. Right. I wish I had experienced that in, you know, back then, but that wasn't the case. Back I then. think even here, though, it's a fairly relatively new movement. Yes. Because people are starting to wake up, look at things different. Because of social media and all of a sudden, yes. it was more the ideal to be strong right. and to have an ass, you know, tits and ass, which was the opposite kind of, which was And there good. was a pressure from people to say, this is not healthy. There was a big yes. movement like, this is not healthy. People standing up for their rights, different groups standing up for their rights. And I think it's just a snowball effect. I really think that we are in the twilight of the medieval times still. People think Emotional because we're, age, yeah, 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 we're still like, look how we're going to war with each other, mm. homelessness, mental health issues, imbalance of wealth. You know, we're, we're kind of messing up in a lot of ways as a society. And I think there's a lot of improvement we're going to do, I hope, in the next hundred years. And like you said, it's accelerated because of technology now and people are so connected. You can share ideas quickly. A documentary could change people's mindset, which is everything. Once mm -hmm. somebody believes something, it's, it's it's powerful, right? Right. So, you know, I think there's a big difference between American society and European thinking. Um, for me, as a European, coming here, living here, it's always tough. Um, I feel there's not the same level of education here just general education which is not like no wonder because you have to pay so much money here you know i had to bridge some time so i was looking into you know what can i do i'm not allowed to work because i didn't have a green card yet um what can i do to use the time and it's almost like it's it's ridiculous what amounts of money you have to pay and that is wrong that is fundament fundamentally wrong in my opinion 
because a society you, like, you strives and falls right. with education. Right. That's and if not, you don't have access to it, then yeah. exactly. I mean, it it shouldn't depend on how deep your pocket is, right? I actually wrote a m movie about that, like a short movie, a little western. And now we go back to you got to understand the past, like the history. So I thought, you know, what if it is that easy? Like it was just decided with one duel, who actually won the duel? If education depended on, you know, if the bandit actually pulls the money out of your pockets to, right. you know give you the books like the money hungry criminal or you know if the right person won who actually had good intentions and like a good mindset it could have been that easy back right. then i mean right and to your point i agree like okay that's the these are the limitations with a capitalistic society right where you're there are no real limits to how much you can make right and everything's driven by profit even the schools so like not only do you have the luxury of living in, you know, higher end neighborhood your whole life, a network of people that are successful that also can get you a job out of school and all of those advantages. You also have the advantage of, you know, your parents being able to afford for you to go anywhere you want, whether you're academically gifted or not. And somebody that hasn't had those advantages, to your point, doesn't have that ability, may not be able to go to a top school because they can't afford 100000 a year. Intuition. But that's the majority, right? Right. So it's like, it's an interesting question. Well, like, it's a philosophical question. Yeah. And for what society, society, what's better? Right? Why do we need a society? That's a very philosophical right. question going back to the beginnings. Yeah. Why do we need a society? What is a society there for? Right. Well, the original idea mm -hmm. was to provide for the people and right. enable them to live together, right? So there's some kind of... Um, guideline what is right and what is wrong and what is wished for and what isn't so right. you know where does it start and where does it end and that's what I see here in America it wants to be free and everything's possible which is great but then you look at the reality and you know you got to question why do you even have a society like what's the purpose of your society right. you know I just right. feel like a lot of like free market but then yes exactly yeah. like I look at it as sort of like parenting a good government should be like a supportive parent where yeah you should you should get people that are academically gifted you as a society don't we want to get the most out of those you know people regardless of their financial background it doesn't really make sense for the good of the community even yes. to do that yes you know so many people don't get to find what they're good at and just kind of are basically you know relying on the system to support them instead of the system having helped them early on to get them to be self-sufficient and successful right you know yeah it's very interesting because i grew up in germany and i feel Germany is better in the sense that they have a social net that catches you when you fall. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to live in the streets. Like you don't have to. You right. can choose to, but you don't have to. It's not. What like do they you. do? How do they provide for you if you don't well, want to live in the streets? It's a right that you have a roof above your head. So you'll get an apartment. They pay for it and they pay you like a monthly, you know amount of money so you can sustain yourself and have a dignified life it's right. about dignity right you know? and like, that's for the rest of your life as a citizen 
No, I mean, you got to work. You got to show that right. you're trying to get a job. Otherwise, they will reduce the money to give you some kind of incentive to right. do something. Right. That's the other side effect, right? That people would just say, okay, I'm happy with this. I'm not going to do anything. Exactly. Yet you have to question if a society that's so successful like Germany, if they should be able to host even such kind of people, because how can you judge you know, what somebody deserves and what right. they don't deserve? Agreed. So I know friends and I have friends that still live off of the state. But when you look at them, I think it's a miracle that they are able to do that and not, you know, starve and live in the streets right. because they simply think differently and they don't fit in in their way. It's not that they don't try and that they're right. bad people. It's just right. Know, I agree. Different. It's that. <clears throat> so how do you think we find that balance of taking care of our people? But, you know, being realistic with a system that works, incentivizing people to, you know, work hard and be self-sufficient. What do you think that balance is? Well, I think, and that has always been the question, right? First of all, I think democracy is the best system that we have so far and capitalism too. You know, it's a system how everything works together and right. works out, that is great. I think for me, why did I choose to come to the US? Germany is great, you know, Germany is a functioning state, like high standard right. of living, even maybe higher than here, right. you know, has lots of advantages mm -hmm. that I don't have here. Yet, I never felt I really fit in into Why Germany. Because I am different. So I always felt misunderstood, right? That's why I'm here. <laughs> I was going to say Germany yes. is every, I love traveling and every country has its own personality germany yeah. is very like their engineering right um process efficiency they have a great social system people generally aren't focused as much on their career as they are on it's five o'clock let's go to get family dinner people are getting together at the parks it's got a lot of advantages but they're not so much out of the box and like i know some companies struggled even there when systems wouldn't work and people would kind of like not know what to do and they'd have to send in innovators. It's, there's a certain kind of inflexibility. Yes. For sure. And believe me, I had to work on myself because I came here noticing that I'm quite inflexible in certain regards. It is a good way. You know, I'm very organized and structured. You have the German, like you took yes. the, the like positives out of the German teachings and culture. Yes, I definitely right? have work ethics, right? Got to be on time and have the self-discipline, right. be reliable, do what you say. That is all great. But, you know, big advantage being in the film industry also like you know, I'm a director and producer. I work as a first assistant director. Um, Tell us all the things you do real quick, because we <laughs> okay. never introduced you properly. Right. We're going to cut this right into the beginning. So Go. I'm Rebecca Blank, Rebecca with double K. I'm a German living in America. I came here about a year ago before I was traveling back and forth. And I'm a musician and songwriter, lyricist, and I'm also a director and producer, like a filmmaker. And you're striking, you're six foot three, blonde. <laughs> Can I say you're a model also? Because you are. Yeah, I mean, yes. it's just to describe you fully right. for those that haven't yet seen the rest of this interview. Right. <laughs> because I'm just looking at it from like the outside point of view. And 
like I guess all the that's things what you were misunderstood you with yeah. first yes and all the things you were misunderstood for in germany and also the things you weren't misunderstood for now you have this amazing like persona and platform to speak your mind that's what's really Express interesting about you myself yeah and your music isn't it's not like you don't do anything traditional no so tell us like what kind of art you do like what kind of filmmaking you do and, right. and all of that i'm rather not the realist tradition i'm more the expressionist tradition that means i'm very much into subjective psychology like a subjective point of view and you know if that means it's a distorted reality that's fine too <laughs> Yeah. So very so you do short film or feature film? Both. Both. I mean, you know, if you want to do feature movies, you got to have something to show and not just on student film level, but, you know, on a higher with higher production value. So right. I am producing feature movies. I have written my own movies. I've even written a musical called Fashion Murder and Pastries, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, fashion murder and pastries yes wow. correct like a, a dark comedy lady thriller musical love that you know, I'm more like I love filmmakers like Tim Burton and Guillermo del Toro yep. so I, I want to have like a sound stage and build my own worlds I think that's just my thing to create worlds and I create worlds with my songs um, that you can immerse yourself into and the same is with my movies I'm a very stylized filmmaker I'd say that's yeah if you want to know about my vision that's what yeah. i'm gonna do yeah no that's amazing i'm like picturing it i love burton and like i love innovation being outside the box and doing things differently and not letting other people try not to let others influence your expression and all of that again it's a subjective point of view right yes like it's expressionist be true to yourself yeah first it's, you know there's no truth it's my truth and I don't claim I know your truth. Right. I try to understand you and I try to develop compassion for you. But in the end, I can only talk for myself because that's all I know. <laughs> right. And by being honest with your own truth, that's what you have to offer us. That's the only thing you really can. That's why exactly. people get drawn to true artists that are able to connect with themselves. Exactly. Seriously. Even like Michael Jackson, Drake, you know. Uh, Picasso like they somehow connected to their truth in a way that people understood so I think that's the hard I think that's the hardest thing about being an artist it's hard to do that it's easy to get into the judgment and what you're supposed to do versus your true expression well you know I say you always got to remember people like Tim Burton or Guillermo del Toro at some point they started out they were nobody nobody mm -hmm. knew them yet so I don't think they came with the idea, oh, I want to create this product because I know I can sell it here and there. No, they kind of did what they loved, what their true passion was. And that's you know, what translated to people. That's what people And they about. weren't afraid, as I try to light this candle for the 10th <laughs> time, to be misunderstood. Yes, and that's so, the hard part, yeah, right? I don't know if you've seen the Netflix series, Movies That Made Us. I'm not saying it's the best ever. It's really good. And I watch it because it's inspirational in that it shows how all these movies that we know, like A Nightmare Before Christmas, had all these struggles, right? And how, 
you know, Burton was at Disney and was really not understood because he was into this dark way of drawing and it was really right. amazing and eventually left. And then soon after became like the most no known director in Hollywood and Disney ended up doing, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas right. with him. You know, so like you don't realize like most artists that are doing things different had to struggle to find themselves and, and weren't really accepted in the beginning usually because you're you're different. People will naturally say that's wrong. That's not how you do it. You know, it's not just because you're different. People always want to have an opinion. Yeah. Everybody wants to feel important. Right. And no, I I'm I am seeking for feedback. Like sure. I appreciate feedback because I want to grow and I want to learn. But I had to realize, you know, I got everything from really <laughs> shitty feedback yeah. to amazing feedback. And there was maybe like two people that I could really use the feedback, you know, I, I that really had like a value for me. And the rest the rest was more about them and not about me. You know, people projecting are just, on you. Exactly. They're just I telling me, okay, their life is shitty, you know, that's why they need yes. to give me this comment. It's just please never talk to me again. You know, it's like not worth worth it. It's Taking like, feedback is more of an art form than people realize mm. because to your point, you have to realize at some point that 80% is crap. <laughs> so how do you like I not focus on the 80, 80% of it because it's coming from fear or people's own, maybe they care about you, but then they're like, mm. oh my God, what are you doing? That's not a good idea. So you got to be like, thank you. It's a lot of Appreciate the concern things yes. that people aren't even aware of yes. why they all of a sudden had this feeling about a song or you know even art it's they're not really conscious about what's going on right. inside of them and then you got to have the understanding why they're giving you this feedback right now and how to take it right right you have to be a good curator of like people you listen to right like even like your fans you got you want to be open and say okay I'm sorry I didn't like it and respect that they didn't like it, let's say, or maybe they had a good point, like, oh, okay, this should have been like that, whatever. But again, but let it go mm -hmm. and only take the stuff that, you know, really like, does have substance. When we get to like your fans. So now that's like a very complex thing, right? You gotta find the audience that is truly yours. Most of the time, and too often, people think, Oh my God, the few people that I have and that I ask, you know, it's, that's the world. Like that is all there is, but they don't realize they simply haven't found their audience yet because if they had, they would realize it's exactly what that audience wants and needs and what it celebrates. So that's what you got to understand. People are too fast in judging mm -hmm. themselves yeah. also without doing the work of really getting to their audience and finding their audience. So that's, for example, my task right now. I kind of, I found myself, I produced my art to a level that I am satisfied with it, which is the greatest feedback for myself because I can say, okay, I feel good, you know, to release this. I'm, I'm my own worst critic, <laughs> so I'm good with that. I know why I did exactly that. I know why I kept the instrumental simple because I want to reach a certain amount of people and I want to keep it accessible. You know, I've been in death metal. I've even, you know, fronted a symphonic death metal band where it's like everything and people are so crazy, like crazy talent and stuff. But then 
it's only now for a very limited amount of people that can actually appreciate that. Right. So there is a reason why I choose to keep certain things simple and some mean people, some haters, they want to criticize that. But when they do, I know it's all right. They right. just want to be frustrated and project it onto me. But I know why I did it that way. It's not because I didn't have another choice. It is because I consciously decided to do so. Right. And it's simply not my audience. My audience is somebody else. And the more you know that, the better everything works out. It's so important to know that because I deal with it too. And sometimes the audience you have now, let's say you've been on Instagram, mm. just doing whatever, and all of a sudden you're trying to launch your music career. It's probably not your audience. So don't, don't like stop just because the people following you at this time exactly. are not feeling it. Yeah. You got to give it time for the people that actually want to hear your type of music yes. to connect with you. And exactly. you're going to go through some hate. And honestly, this could be the most important part. Because if you don't realize this, you're going to stop. Anyway, so yeah. what you say, that is the journey, right? You got to develop your mindset. Right. You got to know and grow into who you are and become more confident in that. And that that, that is a journey. It's, right. It doesn't just come... And you're not just born with it. It's that that's a misconception. Right. So it's, what was your struggle? Like, how long have you been this version of yourself? How many years? Every day I change and become more the person that I want to be and the version. I did not grow up with a creative family. Um, so going back to what we have already talked about, I like my school I went to had a science focus. I was above average with mathematics. I was above average with everything. So I'm basically, I was always the example student and nobody would have ever thought that I'm the one who drops out and decides that this is not for me anymore. And I was like radical. I basically sat there one day and said, I am leaving. Well, how old and are you? Like, well, I still had to do like 10th grade. I already struggled in like at the beginning of it. And then I took a year off. I went to Great Britain um, because I simply didn't find what I needed. It didn't teach me the things I wanted to know, I wanted to learn and that I needed. So I told you that I had trouble with eating disorder and that stuff. And that for quite a time um, cost me like severe depression. So well, I was struggling yeah. and nobody was there to help me because oh. nobody knew how to help me. So after school, I sometimes couldn't even do anything anymore. In the afternoon, I was sitting in the bus on the way home and we have public transportation in Germany and I couldn't stop crying because I was so depressed. And then I basically spent hours crying at home because I couldn't stop. I was simply done. And I reached a point where it was so painful that... Physically and emotionally? Yeah, also both. Phys like, if you can't like, stop can crying... Can you explain it to me that hasn't gone through that? Just... <laughs> well, it's hopelessness. It's seeing no sense and no purpose in anything. Feeling completely disconnected. And simply being ruled by negative thoughts. I mean, I didn't Is it even... because you were in a vicious cycle and you couldn't get out? Like, what was... You know what I mean? Like... 
I didn't because even you were know what emotions are. I didn't yeah. know how to feel. I basically had to teach myself again every emotion by itself. So what I did, I whenever I stopped crying and I had a moment of okay, I have a clear moment now, I sat down and wrote diary. So that's all I did. Sometimes I wrote just 30 pages, like a journal, 30 pages a day to analyze what's going on inside of me and where that is coming from. And what that is that physically is happening. Because if if you can't name something, it has you control have to over you. understand it first. Yeah, so it, your parents it was weren't controlling involved. me. Family wasn't really helping or involved or wondering. They were busy, but you know, I don't want to make it sound like they were bad. They I tried. Understand. They did their best. But how can you help somebody if you don't understand what's going on? Right. So they were scared too. Sure. I tried to get help, but they couldn't help me. Right. It's, it's like, also oh, you an admission. Medication, mm. but that doesn't help. Doesn't change anything. It it doesn't change that you feel alienated from your life and then i basically decided you know what if it has already gone so far that i don't care if i go or if i stay here i can as well just do what i love and what i really feel and then i basically started my discovery of who i really am and what i really want to do and it at took that, me a what while. age did you start at, in that 10th grade yes basically? yes and then 15, you dropped out of school 16 basically you know I wrote my first song when I was 13 years old. It was called Shattered Faith. And it basically, you know, is a very morbid song. Basically, should I stay or should I go? I'm so disappointed by all the skin deep relationships. Like, should I stay in this life? Yes. Yeah. Um, wow. Since then, I struggled and I completely reinvented myself multiple times until you know until now still reinventing myself i know i have a very clear connection to who i'm supposed to be right and where i'm going where but, is that well i think you said it yes the, i mean i'm going to direct my own movies. yeah yeah i'm a director yeah and i'm also uh you know rock musician so yeah. music and directing those are my two things like touring, performing on yes. stage, yes. recording, yes. being the, the lead singer yes. in your band. You play instruments too? Yes. I play? play the piano. I play a little bit of guitar, a little bit of bass, a little bit of drums, multiple stuff. I, you know, produce my own music. Um, yes, I How do did you learn everything. all these things? Just self-taught or you learn from somebody? I got a pretty late start. Um, because, you know, my school and my family was more science oriented. Yeah. My mother's a doctor. My father's in the housing industry. He's a manager. Um, I always said, look, I want to play the guitar. I want to play the piano. But I was never taken seriously. And it didn't get through to them. And, you know, who was I to know that that is what I really wanted to do? You kind of follow. We don't believe our kids, you know. No, We don't exactly. listen to our kids. I learned then, to do that yes, as an older person. Later, I, I think when I was 18, I said, look, I want to learn to play the piano now. So this is what I'm going to do. There's no excuse anymore. This is what I want to do. And then I started and then slowly music came into my life. Um, or this form of expressing myself, this opportunity. And yeah, I was basically just from the little 
with the little what I could play, I was just writing and, you know, improving to write songs. Again, you get all kinds of feedback, feedback from teachers that say, oh, yeah, you should never become like a professional pianist or something. Oh, great. Thanks. I mean, right. that's not what I'm not trying helpful. to do. You know, I want to learn how to accompany my songs and all the stuff. You know, right. I was very interested in theory. And then I found this band, which was not what I thought I would be. It, they were performing like um, Green Day and Dio, like metal, classic mm -hmm. metal and punk and stuff. And I was <coughs> like, mm, okay, I don't know if I can do it. Um, so I went to the <coughs> rehearsal basically and I completely messed up the first song because I was so excited and some other things and then I, I, I thought to myself you know what fuck you all and then I sang the second song uh, and just everybody's like jaws dropped and they said alright you're accepted <laughs> wow. and then that's how I you know continued rehearsing and also performing so that first months. song you were like in your own head oh my yes. god i'm nervous and then after the first song you're like fuck it right yes like, i don't care anymore song. what anyone thinks mm -hmm. there was I'm actually just gonna do deal hold the diver mm -hmm. nice and then yeah we grew how did you have the confidence then? to like go for it though because it's like a lot of people like oh i wish i could be this or that or i want to try something but then they they don't take action they don't make it happen is it something was instilled in you or you just always felt like, I don't know, because you didn't expect to be able to you live know, outside the box mm, like this growing up, right? I grew up as the shyest person you could you know, imagine. I was super shy. It's not that, you know, I, I was kind of whole for myself and balanced, but I was very shy. I would never like it took me a while to make friends. And, you know, sometimes it was easier, but especially in group settings, super shy. As I mentioned, like my first love, I didn't even dare to talk to him. You know, I think he was as shy as me, kind of whatever. Right. <laughs> I wrote a song about that, too. Aww. But. No. Is there still a possibility of connecting? No, no. I'm, I'm married. I have a husband oh, okay. now. Hey. I'm just asking. <laughs> no, that's all good. Okay. It was it was cute back then. Yeah, yeah. I already moved on. Got it. But <laughs> I made the decision later when I was owning who I am, was owning my struggles, was owning my needs, my interests, what I'm interested in, what I want to learn. That is when I didn't have a problem anymore to just speak my mind and express myself. You know, if you've been through so much pain and nobody was there for you, you kind of start expecting that people go with you and accommodate you and Right. It's just, you know, you're you do ready it you're ready or for you die. Yeah, right. <laughs> and if you're not ready, we just were talking about this with uh Booker who we interviewed before you came today about uh there's always going to be a struggle you know it's you're never going to get rid of the struggle so like being being ready for what this life can throw at you and knowing you can get over anything because you've been through hard times is very important very empowering you know like you're yeah. you've been through so much already that you're kind of ready for whatever comes at you you know the truth is that we have so little control about life what is happening sometimes blessings come your way and you think like how is this possible things just turn out exactly the way that whoa blows your mind and then other things you wonder like why is it not working out like 
how much longer do I have to wait? Like with my music, I wanted to have released so much music already and I tried everything. Wherever I was, I tried to connect to all the people. I've done everything, but it didn't, it, it wasn't meant to be. Only now I feel that it's meant to be. Right. Now it was all I'm, part of, yeah, yeah, you're evolving with your music, your, you know, your instrument play, your singing, your storytelling is all evolving. You figuring yourself out and letting yourself grow as you learn new things. And then the music and all your filmmaking and but art is growing that, with you. you know? It's not just about yourself. It's also the people that come into your life. That sure. has always been the most difficult challenge. Yep. I was ready. I was there, but I didn't have the people. Like mm -hmm. the people didn't come into my life. And as I said, I tried everything. I tried every possibility to connect to people and, you know, with the knowledge I had that at that time, but it wasn't happening. Right. What can you do? Right. There's nothing you can do. You can only be patient and have faith. And keep keep working. Yes. That but you people kept working. Come into your life. Right. I just think, you know, yes, like you're also making it happen. Like, yes, sometimes you don't get lucky. Sometimes you get lucky. But then if you're consistent, eventually opportunities will meet, you know, preparation and you'll, you know, you'll exactly. do what you want to do. If you're consistent. Yeah. So it's really, I'm just saying you were consistently there. And once the right wave came along, you caught the wave. You might have tried to catch 20 waves, but maybe those 20 were what you needed to learn how to stand on the board and catch the wave you know what well, I mean you know, it's I all part of the journey in manifesting things yeah and sometimes because i have a certain ambition of what i want to deliver and how i want it to play out maybe yeah it wasn't the right time i could have released so much already but it would have never been to my satisfaction right it wouldn't have met my expectations mm -hmm. and that obviously i set out and I, you know, all the great things are coming into my life. Right. So eventually it is working out. But you said consistency and that's the thing. It takes so much longer sometimes than you would think that it does, you know. Yes. And that, that is the difficult part about it because people don't have patience and people are taught by this society, you have to achieve this and you have to achieve that. And once you like reach 30, I just turned 30. Oh my God, I don't even want to say it. You, oh my God, you're too old. It's too right. late. You've messed up and you failed. But that's just the negative self-talk. Yes. That. And that was one of the things that kept holding me back when I was like younger and honestly not as understanding these concepts is I kept giving up on myself. Like I'd start eating healthier and I didn't see results right away and I'd just go, ah, it's not working. You know what I mean? Because I didn't, have the patience i didn't realize everything takes forever if you don't know that you're gonna quit too soon it's a huge step like once i realized that that's when i'm like oh wow like let me just do it for two that's what they say do it for two months and look at yourself before and after keep track of the results mm. we we're just talking about that too like it's easy to not see the progress and mm -hmm. give up on yourself you know, but if and you're it's giving up just, too soon. Yeah, and it's not just two months, right? It's several years. Years, 10 years. It's 10 years, 15 years doing Ab that, absolutely. believing in yourself, yes. not giving up. And improving because you're probably not having the success. You don't have the success till you're ready for the success too. So you sometimes need 10 years to get yourself to that level so that the right people join in. I had a musician buddy. 
I mean, someone I know that told me he tried to become a musician and quit and tried everything and everything. And I'm like, you didn't try everything. <laughs> and I go, you sure you tried everything? Yeah, man, I gave my all and it was like brutal. And I was so sad. And I go, wait a second, how long? And he's like, oh, like 18 months. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. And he really, he really thought in his head that that's how people become famous. Like, look at Justin Bieber. But and that's I'm like, wrong dude, that's already, the wrong right? intention. I mean, if you do music because you right. want to get famous, that is already like You're already in the set wrong. up for failure. Exactly. Because that's not why you do it. And if you think, I'm just saying, even if you're doing it for the right reasons, but you think I'm only good enough if I make it within the first two years, you're setting yourself up for failure yes. because that's not reality. The reality is people usually take 10 or more years to break in. Usually you don't get super famous when you're 19. Mm. Usually not, yeah, but you media see, wants to tell us, they, right? That's right. how it goes. That's how it should be. And right. if you haven't made it until then, like you're never going to make it. Right. And even that 19 year old has been doing it since they were four. It mm. wasn't an overnight success either. That's the Absolutely. thing they don't show you. They yes. only show you the final product. Wow, they're so mm. good. I'm not good like that. Yeah. You and you know, that is something I was struggling with a lot. I felt disadvantaged right. because I had started later. And I always felt like, yeah, those people had so much more time to learn, you know, to play an instrument, to learn all these skills. And now here I am. And how can I catch up with that? And right. the negative self-talk, so hard to get over it. And honestly, I'm just managing it now. I do a lot of work on my mindset. I never understood it that way, that the mindset is so, so, so important. It seriously it's everything. defines everything. Yes. We were just talking about that. It's all about that. Yes. It's all about the stories you tell, tell yourself. Yes. My guest Booker was like helping me because he's like, bro, you're talking so negative right now about myself. I'm like, I know I still do it. I'm still doing it. So it's never too late to like recognize that and know it is affecting you. You're putting that vision in your mind. Mm. You know, I tried for a long time to analyze everything like, my relationship to my parents, my relationship to other people, to myself, analyzing, analyzing, analyzing. And I thought, you know, by, by gaining insights, it would change. It's, it's very simple, though. You just got to stop feeding yourself these negative thoughts. And sometimes you can't even explain where they're coming from and all the analyzing won't get you any further. You mm. just got to feed yourself with positive thoughts. That's I so agree. sick about this society. All we hear about are like the negative things and conflict and right. all these things. The movies, they get you know, more dramatic and darker and darker. And there can be darkness, but it can be uplifting. Because they do what sells, you know what I mean? Fulfilling and inspiring. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of the content, though, that you can watch Netflix, or even HBO Max and all these streaming yeah. companies now... I don't want to watch it anymore because I feel it pollutes my mind. It's not nurturing. Right. It does affect you. I would add, and I agree that putting yourself around supportive, positive environment, you're in control of that. So if you're not that way, put yourself that way. You got to put people, set boundaries, right? But I would say that understanding your relationship, especially something that is bothering you, it does serve a purpose in that once I realized I could empathize in, instead of like excusing them or rationalizing, I could empathize so I can forgive 
but I still have my boundaries I can set. Do I can be a like specific example. Yeah, like um, I talk about my. I have a, a pretty good relationship with my father. He's just a very difficult old school guy. He knows it. He even watches this, and I just tell him what I think, you know. But he he means well. I love him, but I don't like being around him all the time because he's very negative and he's like, "You're an idiot. You're stupid." That's how he talks. I know not to take it personally. I empathize with him in that he had a very difficult childhood, raised in Russia. You either beat up or got beaten up mm. on your way home. You had to fight. It was like survival of the fittest, very poor, a lot of mental and physical abuse growing up mm. by our standards today. So, you know, I empathize with that. So I don't have hatred toward him and like, I hate you. You're a bad. Oh, I don't think he's a bad person. He's doing the best he can. But I also have the right to set boundaries with whoever is in my life and go. Maybe I don't want to see you. Maybe let's see each other less often. Mm -hmm. I I can still love the person from a distance. So I do think well, it's good know, to understand and like a put the yeah he makes right. I don't think it's an excuse anymore. Not an excuse, say, you know, where but you an empathy. Up. I mean, I can say look. I grew up in a society that rather criticizes than supports you and cheers for you. Mm -hmm. Is that like my excuse I'm going to use for the rest of my life that I'm putting myself down? No. Right. Like you got to learn to stand above that, right? But I can't change him, right? So no. I can choose not to think that way and actually not to have certain, I'm not saying my dad, but certain people I choose not to have in my life. But I still like empathizing with them so I don't have to judge them. I understand they might not think in an emotionally intelligent way they might be they've never been taught they're subject to it it's not an excuse it's me just not taking the burden of being upset at them just being like okay that's their issues you know but i can choose what i want to do it's not an excuse it doesn't work for them very well either it doesn't create a very healthy lifestyle Well, you should always stay with yourself mm -hmm. and not lose yourself on other people. Right. Most of the time, that's the mistake people make. For example, working as a first assistant director, I run the set, basically, and I got to deal with a lot of people. And after certain days, people get super exhausted. You know, you work like 10, 12, 14 hours a day, very challenging conditions, very early mornings, then very late at night, whatever. I go through the same thing, but yet I have to keep cool, you know, to <clears throat> be able to manage the people. Yes. So how do you do that? You just got to stay with yourself. Try to understand what the other person tries to tell you. Got to have compassion that the person is just exhausted. They had to carry all the heavy lights and weights and whatever that you didn't have right. to. You have other you know, responsibilities. Yeah. But that's... It allows you to handle people that might be emotional with you without anger by going, oh, they're they're feeling like really stressed right now. It's nothing personal. You're that not they're, taken personally. But then exactly. you can still say, let's let's calm down. Right. But without getting mad, because mm -hmm. if I take it personally, which happens when I don't empathize with people, then I start raising my voice. Then I don't yeah. get what I want. So yeah. it's like me just realizing But it's do normal, what's better right? for me. Yeah, it's normal to feel, but the reaction is is your under your control. Right. You should also have compassion for yourself mm -hmm. that you're only human. 
right? And that certain things trigger you. What you can do though is notice the things that trigger you and then look at yourself, take the time to really reflect on it. That's what you can do. And then 100. apologize if you want to, you know, if you have self-reflection, being mindful, and then realizing, hey, being self-aware to say, well, you know what, the way I behaved, that wasn't really self-serving. It didn't serve the other person. What can I do different? That's something I never could do as a young man because I'd be like, I know what I'm doing. I always <laughs> thought I knew everything. Times gets in the way, yeah. And it still does. I'm not perfect, mm -hmm. but I'm just, a, yeah, once you change that mindset, things flow so much better. You're also not going to have a team around you if you're, and like if you're, I don't know, not being authentic or acting in desperation, acting in like anger, your team's not going to want to be around you very much anyway. So you're not going to be able to create the magic. Of course, you could lead by like heavy hand, but if you can like really like empathize with your team and be compassionate and get them to be excited for you, and then then you can create really magical projects too. Self-serving. Yes. So it's one thing that you work on yourself. Sometimes though, it is the hard truth that people are not compatible and you should just always, you know, in worst case say, all right, take a step back, don't force it. I think it always gets bad when you try to force things instead of just sitting back and accepting, okay, this just doesn't work. Yeah. Because it's good to know that you can work on yourself and it's great to have the intention to reflect on yourself, look at everything, yet sometimes it's that simple oh, yeah. that people do not, are just not compatible. Right. And that is, I think, the a great skill that we have to learn and that I never really understood until recently what is truly compatible to me and what isn't. Yeah, and being assertive enough and honest enough to tell the person without anger, hey, this isn't yes. working out, which and I had to learn. And then you open up yes. the conversation. Yes. You start opening up the conversation. Maybe the person says, you're right. I can't really deal with you either. Okay, cool. Now that we figured that out, how yeah. do we do it? What is the best solution Let's here? Let's help to each make other move on right? in a nice way. And, and mm -hmm. I can connect you with someone or like it's, it's not, it doesn't have to be ugly. And when I was exactly. younger, I wasn't able to do that, which caused more problems because you let the relationship fester until mm, yeah. something like blows up. Passive aggressive yeah. then. Mm. And, and like, as I've gotten older, I've become like very, even more straightforward, but without like trying to be loving about it and just honest, like, Hey, I think this isn't really working or I don't feel like you could be at your best or I can't be at my best. And I, since I believe in people, if they're open, it's always it's like a good conversation because how do you argue with, hey, you're not you're not being at your best. This isn't what you love. And I believe don't do what I did and do something that isn't your fit and feel like you're not really. Let's figure out where you could be more successful. Right. And that's well, you, you have to do to that. Tap into people's strengths. Yes. Right? And not into their weaknesses. Right. Because you yeah. also have limited time and limited bankroll to create mm -hmm. your projects. You can't. You also have. I, I love. Yeah, bringing people together together is a skill, but you also have to be able to remove people from the team if they're not good for the team. 
That is a tough one. Very tough. And um, but I am you learning... should have no problem as like a German woman. <laughs> well, I have a very good heart, and sometimes it is indeed very tough to have that conversation. I think that's part of becoming professional, though, that you learn how to do it. And I'm I'm lucky that I have people that took me on basically as co-producer, and yeah, that I can learn from. And um, <laughs> and you can you should have someone on your team that is the sometimes. one that gets rid of the people. I'm sorry. Exactly. You don't need to do that. that actually, that, that was the case. You shouldn't actually. I mean, um, two people were, yeah, excused. Yeah. <laughs> and some people understand it because they're business and right. they're professional, and some don't. Right. But you got to do what's best for the project, right? That's and it. And say, look, all friendship aside, right. this is just not working. And those are the conversations you got to learn. And and again, I'm learning I from know. people who've been here longer than me and who Man. know how to do it. And I always struggle. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes it really gets to me. It takes me a lot of time, costs a lot of nerves. But um, Yeah, I still struggle, but not as much as the first 40 years of my life. It's a realization I had <clears throat> when I was in situations where the company wouldn't survive if they didn't have the right team because they were going out of business and you have to make really... F and then that's how it started. Like, hey, this isn't going to work out. This isn't the right fit. And I can't let the team go down because of bad decisions. So that makes it easier. And then you could do it even though you have to get rid of people. It's like it makes so much sense and you do it with kindness. And I realized... They, some of them appreciate, a lot of them did, because they're like, yeah, I wasn't really happy here, to be honest. It's like, mm -hmm. I know. It's not really the right fit. The business model doesn't fit this, you know? And, and it's it's just scary. Nobody likes the uncertainty of losing your job. What if you can't find another job? You have kids to feed, all that. But people well, tend to fall, land on their feet if, yeah. you know, if they it's, really look for the opportunities. It's one thing to just let somebody go and it's another thing to give somebody the chance to find something new sure. and be responsible about it. Right. And that's just what I really hate when people are mean and really want to hurt you just because I can. Right. And they let you go because of whatever reason. It doesn't matter. I think everybody deserves the respect and dignity to you know, get the chance to find something. That's that different. socialistic upbringing of like, you I can't, don't know if that's socialist. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I you do, I so? do want to say, I don't, I'm not saying I disagree, but mm. I do say that I'm just very upfront with people and yes. the reality of trying to make your business work, 90% of startups don't work. And I'm just borrowing from Gary Vee, like hire quick, fire faster. But if I'm doing that with someone, I'm always upfront saying, Hey, do you want to work on something? Now I don't tell people, Hey, leave your job and I'm going to try you out for a day and then get rid of you. I'm upfront. I always tell people. If it's a, if you don't like, if you don't fit in, let me know. So we don't, you don't have to waste your time. But if I don't feel like it's right, we have to be able to, as long as you talk about it ahead of time. So as long as you're upfront, because then it also gives you an opportunity to work with somebody that normally you wouldn't, because if you need a long-term and yes. then you don't give people a chance. It's a different thing. If you have a short-term project, right? it's like when you have a, a job of that's course. supposed to be secure, that's a different thing. So I agree. that's what I meant. For projects here, yes, you gotta you gotta get better though at asking the right questions to find out beforehand. And you don't even have to go through the three hours of finding out that the person is not able to deliver. <laughs> yeah, but the reality for me has been, once they're on the job, that's when you really learn. And yes. so it's almost like, hey, I'll pay you 
for your time. Let's try something. Yes. Mutually, it's like you're dating and anyone at any point can say, mm, not for me. Yes. And you're paying them for their time. And I'm just saying it's been very helpful in companies' success that I've seen where they're able to try different people. That's why it's good. Someone trying to, to build a team. A test yes. So you can get to know each other. That's how I do it. Mm -hmm. I give a lot of chances to people. I work with a lot of concept artists, for example, for different projects, movies, for my music. And I never know what I get before I try. Right. <laughs> but I, for me, it worked very well to start with a, a little task to see how the person responds right. and if the person is able to deliver. You, you get to know a person. I love that. And then... You still got to have a lot of tolerance and patience. Right. That's never going to change. But most of the time, I had such great experiences. Because yeah, what if they have a different form of art that fits? And you just, yeah, I like, I mean, when I've had employees. Super thankful, you right. know, they give you 100% and more what you would have never gotten from anybody else. They invest so much into the opportunity because they are grateful. Right. And they feel encouraged and grateful for the chance. <laughs> That's the way to do it. I mean, I when I have had employees, it's always been I've always tried to, even if it wasn't the job for them, figure out ways to consult them into another position, whether it's with the company or yes. with me. But sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. That's true. You know, and you gotta you let cannot people feel fly guilty about it. And spread their wings <laughs> and be great somewhere else. <laughs> Maybe you're holding them yes. back, right? Maybe I'm holding them back. Mm -hmm. But Again, anyway, you should never force anything. Exactly. Exactly. So what's next for you? Like, what projects do you have coming up? Do you, you have a new song you're releasing, working on? Yes. What? I have multiple songs that are basically done. I have to record the vocals because I'm working with my producer in Germany. I have an international workflow. So nice. I got to record the vocals here, send them over to Germany so my producer can mix them, put them into the song. Nice. And then I send the mix to my mastering engineer in Brazil. <laughs> and then I get it back. Wow. Just gotta have enough time. So it always takes a little bit longer From than Europe expected. to South America to <laughs> back to LA. Yes. Nice. Correct. That and I'm always working on movies, movie projects. I even wrote a little children's book. It just came out of me. One morning I woke up and then within a few hours I had written it down. It's just when you write stories, it gets easy at some point. And yeah. Still gotta edit it, but yeah. Can you share what the story is or not yet? Yeah, a little concept. bit. It's called The Horse Among the Sheep. Mm, the Horse Among the Sheep. I yes. like that. It's a horse that is judged by sheep that obviously do not understand right. that the horse has different qualities. Right. And the horse starts to feel very misplaced, you know, in the wrong place. starts to doubt itself, all the negative talk. Right. And then it goes on a journey to figure out where it belongs to. Love it. So it's a misunderstood horse. A horse in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> a horse on the sheep farm that needs to compare yeah, itself to horses. I love though, that, right. And then find itself. How yeah. do you learn? You get in, come into this world. Right. And you got to start somewhere, right? You got to start. And I say don't judge the sheep for being yeah. ignorant and not realizing, oh, the horse isn't supposed to look like me. They don't know. Yeah. All they know is what they've been taught. Exactly. Right? And it's just a very limited perspective. Right. Limited it's, perspective. it's fine for them. It's like right. coming out of a small town, obviously. Right. It's just a metaphor, right? 
And I like the analogy to like sheep mentality, Mm -hmm. right? A little bit, right? I'm assuming. And then horses are like beautiful and wild. Exactly. But easily could be looked at as like ugly by a sheep. Because it's like, what is that thing? It's more like jealousy. Yeah. Is that blonde hair? I don't know that yet. Okay. Well, it's more like jealousy because the horse has like a natural presence and beauty Faster. that the, the sheep cannot keep up with. Right. Longer legs and, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Sounds familiar. Sounds like mm-hmm. somebody's story that I might have Oh, yeah. Heard. I mean, it's it's pulled from my story, right? right. It's, it's, it's coming out of me. So yeah. it has something to do with me. That's awesome. <laughs> so how do people like follow your journey? I am on Instagram. Yeah. I am on Facebook. To be honest, I have been very undercover and very underground. Should we put this out there though? Like as far as like, yeah, because now you're, I am. why were you under, why were you underground? Just curious. To be honest, it was just what I felt like I had to do. And I was just busy working on my projects. Always busy, always working. So you weren't running from like the CIA or anything like that. No. You were just like, let me get my I mean, music like and projects. I mean, more like in a metaphorical sense that I didn't put myself out and really yeah. um, was feeding into the social media, right? Which I would like to do much more though. So this is the start. Starting now. In doing so, yes. Hmm. But with a strategy and with you know support, possibly. Yeah. So. Have you done a podcast before? No. This is your first podcast. Yes. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yes. Breaking the fucking Very mold, special. Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca, like I'm honestly still trying to figure you out because part of what I like to do is like help people mm-hmm. be successful. It's like an addiction I have. And probably like ego driven because like, oh, I knew that person would do it. Right. And I, I suggested that. I just said like, it's a it's an insecurity I have. I got to be honest, but mm-hmm. it's a good thing to want to do, I guess. Right. So I'm still figuring you out, but that's okay because you're you have so much time to evolve. You're never you're one of those artists. I feel if I may just give you unsolicited uh, advice here mm-hmm. or thoughts, feedback, if you will. Yes. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's maybe it's the eighty percent that shit. Maybe it's the twenty percent. I feel like you're gonna be one of those artists that are always evolving. So it's not like you have to ever be like, aha, here I am. Mm-hmm. None of us should really do that, but you especially. You know what I mean? Like there's certain artists like Madonna or Bjork. They're just always like evolving with the world because the world's changing. So if they aren't evolving, it's like, wait a second. They're not being authentic. Then they are sticking to success. That means you're not being you. And then people grasp onto that. So I feel like you're one of those artists. Can I just quickly give Bjork some credit? Because she said this thing in an interview. I don't know if you know the artist Bjork from Iceland. Props to her, very different, you know, coming from, I mean, pretty open-minded society, but definitely probably didn't fit in. But she did an interview and they were asking her, so like, how do you come up with your music? Do you think about what your fans want? And she's like, never, never, ever, ever. She goes, if I do that, if you try to please everybody, you're never going to please anyone. And the only way I can please anyone, if I only am true to myself and my art, So I am maybe affected by the environment and what I see and the types of music out there, but I'm not trying to deliver for fans, really. That's what the fans want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's kind of like an interesting dynamic. So that's being true to your art form, you know? Yes. 
I don't want to, I never wanted to put anything out that's not quality and enriching people's lives. And to be honest, it takes a lot of time until you come to a certain point of wisdom and you were able to craft your art in a certain way that it has a certain quality. So that takes time. That's what I mean. Again, society pressures us to get there so much earlier right. and to make, makes you feel bad. Maybe you make yourself feel bad if you don't do it earlier. But that was always my ambition to deliver, you can say, German quality. <laughs> if you want to right. do that stereotype. Well, you're not flow. You're not flowing is what I realized. And I do it all the time. I get impatient with myself, but I'm I'm experienced now enough to go, Rick, that's not you're not going to flow. You have to know everything's happening the way it should have. It's exactly where it should be. Now, where do you want to go from here? Start solving. Don't, oh, I should have done, should have. Why? Why should have? Why not say, part of my journey. Okay, here I am. I needed to learn that. Ooh, I didn't handle that situation the way I could have. All right. Know that you can learn from that instead of being down on yourself and just get ready for the next one. Yeah. And just keep getting better. Trust in yourself. Trust in the process. Believe in yourself. Very difficult things to do, Rebecca. That's why I really like talking about it because I'm right. still struggling. I'm still finding myself. We're always going to be evolving, but I do feel for me anyway. And I don't know how you feel. I'm, I feel like I'm right at the tipping point where I'm going to be like, finally, for me. Because this is the first year I've been onto something for real with my business ventures and this podcast and proving that I can do this. Mm -hmm. proving I could talk to amazing artists and have them trust me and want to come on the show and tell their story. And, you know, I was going to ask you like, what made you want to come on, come on and tell your story? Mm -hmm. Like, I am a very intuitive person and I most of the time know instantaneously if I want to do something or not. Mm. I, if there's some wisdom I learned during my life, then that you should always trust your inner voice. And that inner voice knows it from the beginning and anything after that, all the logic and whatever you want to apply doesn't make it any better. It's not going to change what is already there. And if, as long as you follow that truth, you're good. And that's what I felt. Annie, um, I got such a great vibe from her and it's just trust. I, I can trust. And that's how can you not trust that face? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more about her aura, right? Right, exactly. Everything she is, she feels very unpretentious. That's what I like. Yes. That aligns with me. Yeah. I wouldn't want to talk to anybody where I feel like you're going to judge me. Right. That's not who I am. It's not who I want to be. Same. So I love your intention. That's something to support. Thank so that's you. what I'm doing. I want to support you. I appreciate that. I want to support you. I want to... We were talking about how we want to... We want people also on the show where it, no expectations ever, but that is the potential to have a supportive relationship, like that we could get behind them. We're creating beautiful content that's going to inspire people and maybe get people that don't have a support system out of their rut or go find support. Or, mm. So like we should support each other, I guess is what mm -hmm. I'm saying. So I, you know, and I, I think you're going to do amazing things. I really do. I believe that. And I'm just sharing because why not? Like, it's good to hear. You don't need that, but it doesn't hurt to hear that I think that. And I think you're like an amazing, such a unique person. Like Thank the you. ingredients you have, 
that we've talked about, I mean, in one package is like such an opportunity for you to do what you want and tell whatever story you want, uncompromising. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you don't need to really compromise. People are always going to try to sell you short. In a pink dress to exactly. this podcast because I was thinking, all right, how do I represent myself? I am quirky as fuck, okay, and I love it. Who am I? Well, I'm an artist. I'm a creative. It depends on your perspective, right? Some people would say I'm crazy. I say no. I'm an artist. This is my job. I express myself. Yes. I love to express myself. Yesterday I was just painting, so I I'm just in the color flow. So why the fuck not? <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, you are spot on. I'm just giving you like unsolicited advice from just someone that's been in this game for a while in the life, right? You definitely should be leaning into this. If you didn't come dressed out of the box, I would think, oh, wow. I would honestly have thought this isn't necessarily the Rebecca I met. Exactly. Because when I met you, I was like, holy shit. And I think I told you about it. Yes. Because I like to be honest, especially if it's something supportive. Why not? Instead of holding it in and that doesn't help you. And I think that's where you're going to find your success if you can tap into that more and more and more. And as you grow and people want to be in the moment. They want to be in the moment, even if it's through someone else that has a, a really amazing artist can do that. A really yes. amazing actor can be in the moment where people go, oh, that was real, right? right. <clears throat> they can't maybe do it, but they'll live through you and that makes them feel good for that moment, for that hour, for that two hours. Absolutely. I think that's what I am amazing at. That's why I have chosen this journey and that's what I feel I have to do. That's why I'm going through all the struggle. It's not that it's easy, right? Right. What is easy? I always embrace the darkness. I always wanted to explore. It's here, baby. There's no light without darkness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's not even that bad. It's just when you judge. Right. I I, I, I had to stop judging what I was feeling. And just, I had to start accepting. Mm, like what? Tell us the dark Depression. Feelings. Yeah. When you can't stop feeling negative feelings, how do you cope with that? Like you, you don't understand. Yeah. How did you get over it? <laughs> yeah. or, or how are you how dealing did, with it? I'm mm -hmm. sure it's like, I, it's always a struggle. How did I everyone. get over it? Well, I was telling myself, I have faith that I will get over this. That was the only hope I had. No matter how bad it got, I, would, I kept telling myself, I know one day I will get over this and the pain will stop. <sighs> I swear to you, I am not surprised that that's what helped you. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And you believing that because that allowed you to take action. Okay. Yeah. If I believe that I'm going to get over it, what should I do to get there now? What are the steps that probably get me there? Well, I'm going to have to journal probably get well, my feelings it, out it will tell you what you have to do when you start accepting you will know what you have to do mm. when you stop the resistance right that's that what yes. makes it so bad like the resistance and that's oftentimes yeah. because you judge you judge things as good and bad instead of just taking the things as they are accept yourself first i swear i one of the first videos i ever did was I realized I need to accept myself. I still don't 100%, which is probably why I get emotional sometimes because I know I'm still my We worst critic. <laughs> But that was the day when I said, shit, the key is to accept myself first because if I don't do that, I'm constantly distracted by not being good enough. 
being shit, being not this, not that, not focusing on the opportunities. So you're, I mean, you're so like wise beyond your years, Rebecca, which I guess that's what's gonna make you such an amazing artist. Cause it's not just like creating content. It's about mm. expressing deep visions in your Well, I wanna give mind. back. That's my mission. That's my How genuine and intention. Why? How and why? Although I have been through so much struggle I feel that I have gotten so much from life back. Incredible things that have happened that I did never thought were possible. Even getting over the dark hole that I was in, that I got out of it, is such a miracle by itself that I just want to give back. I just, whatever I got from life. The thing is, once you start accepting, every day is like an explosion of impressions once you start appreciating every day is so rich that you can cry because you're so happy even if you're going through a dark emotion you are grateful for it you are grateful that you are alive and that you feel that you're not dull you're grateful that things are going on inside of you and that you can perceive them so <laughs> I want to give Beautiful. that back. Thank you. Yes. That was, you're so, it's so good. Like this, these should all be songs. <laughs> oh, or I have part so of your many stories. songs. Yeah. Everything is written in songs. I have books full of lyrics. I have so many songs. I am going to put them out. That's my mission and my journey. And if I hadn't had such a um, long journey, changing countries, going through so much struggle, no, when you're traveling, you can't concentrate on stuff. I didn't have recording stuff. I didn't have a microphone. How am I supposed to get things done? Like, you cannot forget about that. If it had been different, I would have had already a lot of things done. But that was part of my journey, right? Right. But it's all there. Just right. saying, I kept on creating, creating, creating value. So all the value is there. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm going to have a great time. Right. <laughs> like, the next you're, year is going to be incredible. Yeah, you're grateful. I feel like that, dude. 2022, here we come. Yes. Rebecca, I'm telling you. I, I feel it, too. And, um, yeah, it's, it's like without all the pain, it wouldn't even be what it is. Because that's what kind of drives us a little bit. Like, I, I appreciate that I have this opportunity, too, to, like, even be able to interview somebody that's open-minded that can open my mind and i can not everyone is lucky enough to be able to think this way i'm not that's trying to true. say we're like better than i'm just saying i compare myself to me when i was like more close-minded and like sure of what i thought but those things didn't work for me it didn't work for my relationships it only gave me surface success but i was miserable in my relationship and my career then you weren't following your truth no at all because if you follow your truth you feel driven it right. doesn't matter if you're going through a dark forest you still feel driven you feel like yeah rock and roll <laughs> i mean this is what this show's kind of about and what why i love it so much because i wasn't doing that and it was miserable and i was financially successful and i was miserable mm, yeah. for the most part and now i'm in the worst financial situation I've been because I invested so much in myself and business ventures. 
but I'm probably the happiest I've ever been, most fulfilled I've ever been. Uh, and then I feel like the success will follow. It's just it takes it. Fuck, hurry up. <laughs> you know I what know. I mean? Like it takes mm -hmm. a couple of years for the success to follow your consistent, successful patterns. Mm. But tell me all about it. I'm an immigrant. Mm -hmm. um, I came here during a pandemic. Yeah, you've only been here for a year. You're it a fucking badass. It took me forever because, you know, we still had a different president and he made right. it very hard to come yeah, yeah. here and everything was just super hard. So yeah. a lot of time went on. Right. You know, I, where I wasn't in my life, I couldn't proceed with my life. But it's all about the mindset. Just speaking financially, it is a desert you have to go through. <laughs> Again, though, it's all about the mindset and you got to start. I can even give you like a link to a YouTube video of affirmations. Sure. I listen to so many times. I feel so much better all of a sudden. <laughs> Rebecca, I kid you not. I wanted to get tattoos in 2022 of affirmations. My own, like whatever I like. Could be those like breathe. Gratitude. Remember, you could be negative, but if you go, wait a second. Is there anything to be grateful for? And you go, shit, yeah. And then you kind of slip out. You can pull yourself out of it. Affirmations are very important. And I don't do that consistently. I'm not that type to like every day have this routine. I'm a non-routine creative, which is another. But you can still figure out a way. Like I said, I might tattoo that shit all over my arms. And then I'll be like, oh, oh, have fun. Oh, yes. Guys, let's have fun. Don't forget to have fun, you know? Because we, we forget. We can't keep it all in mind. There's so many things to juggle. Well, you got to prioritize. Right? Yes, exactly. Prioritize. Mm. That's going to be on my fucking <laughs> forearm. Because right yeah. I can go, squirrel. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> American insectual. I'm not, I'm not really following a routine. I, I always want to act from inspiration. And inspiration always comes in very different forms and formats and... What I do take care of, though, is that I always, it's like a cycle. I always come back to, you know, the projects in a certain rhythm. Might not be fathomable for other people, but for me it kind of is. And that gives me the certainty. I know I will finish. I mm. will bring this project to completion. Even if it right now has nothing to do with my life, I know it is for the best for the best of the project, because four weeks later, I'm going to be in a life situation that inspires me so hard that this project will excel. So that's what you got to believe in. Right. There's a reason right. why certain projects vibrate with you and the right time will come. You have to believe in the flow. Yes. There is a flow. It's weird, kind of. Like when you start doing what you love, when you start accepting things, accepting yourself, accepting what is there starts to be a flow to it because the opportunities are always there. It's just when you're not flowing, when you're distracted by negative thoughts, you're just not taking advantage of them properly. Well, opportunities so, come to you when they're meant to come. To sure. You. It's like having a really great book. And I sometimes don't read books chronologically. Huh? And you know, I have a favorite author that I studied so much. It's like Robert Greene. Um, because I never understood power, this focus. For me, it was more like fairness and moral, morality, where I'm coming from. But 
power here is so important. So explain it. How do you understand it now? Oh my God. How do we deal with it? I I see so much I cannot even explain in right here, one sentence. Try. I just know what it feels to be powerful now and how it feels like to have the motivation of wanting power. That was never my motivation. Never, never something that was inspiring me. It still isn't, but it's good to understand. I can empathize with it now. I just didn't understand it before. It's easier to slay the dragon if you can empathize with the dragon and understand (laughs) what does the dragon want? Oh, they're not bad people. They Dragon, you're great. Me. You're powerful. Can I pass now? Thank you. Like, <laughs> maybe that's all they need is the feeling of power, right? Well, sometimes, you know, you gotta have the right strategy to deal sure. with it. Right. You're simply being naive if you're not doing the right thing when you encounter such a situation it can be actually really dangerous. And yep. I'm a very ambitious person. I do not like to not get what I want. <laughs> I'm a very diplomatic person. I always want it to be a win-win situation. Sometimes, though, people come, they play a zero-sum game. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't like that. Yeah. You're but not afraid to cut I, a motherfucker. I don't want to be the victim. I don't want to put myself into a victim mentality. Right. And in order yes. to do so, I got to empower myself. How do I empower myself? Education. Back to the beginning of our conversation. Education. That's what it is. Education. Exactly. Absolutely. It's... <laughs> We have so much more to learn. Yes. And I think we should do this again. This is round one. I would one. love to. Yeah. Because we're going to grow. Yes. It's so, a lot to take in. <laughs> absolutely. You were awesome. If this well, is your first you. podcast. I mean, I learned a lot. I really appreciate like your perspective and just honestly, a lot of the things you said, I'm, I, I agree with and I feel like you're just, it's very important. That's the key, right? Those are the things that you're going to like that are going to guide you every day with every decision. So you're on your way. (laughs) Rebecca. You You too. (laughs) Thank you. How about a little acapella to take us out? Sure. What do you want to hear? I don't know. Sing something for us. Whatever you want. Or should we play another song? Should we play another song? Um, Yeah, acapella. Sing something. How about, it is a, kind of a different song. I wrote it originally for a movie scene. Yes, anything you want. I might join in randomly. <laughs> you probably don't, don't know, know the lyrics. <laughs> um, Maybe I'll I think, it though, it kind of summarizes what we have been talking about when it comes to embracing the darkness mm. and finding a positive perspective towards it. It's a great shot, by the way, with the lighting coming across your eyes. <laughs> Thank you. Because then your, yeah, the blue eyes pop. Go right. ahead. So it's called Wake Up, the song. Originally, Sea of Blood. So you can tell it's a dark yeah. movie and a dark setting. But it's a very positive song, actually. The intention is very positive. I like All that. All right. You want me to sing it? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) It's unpublished, but I'm happy to share. Okay. Because it is, that's why I'm making music. I want to inspire people and I want to share. It's your song. (laughs) Licensed for free for this episode only. (laughs) All good. It goes like. (laughs) Yeah. Are you nervous? Okay. Are you nervous to sing it? 
I just got to get into the mood. Yeah, yeah. Take your time. Like, Take your time. No, every like every time singing a song, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like playing a role and getting into a role. Right. <clears throat> Remember how it feels to love. I'm drowning in your sea of blood. We have to catch the time and start again. Darling, you have to wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. You gotta wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. You gotta wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. You gotta wake up, wake up. Tell me where your heart hurts. I'll walk you through the fields of dirt. Take my hand, let's not look back. We're floating through the nothingness. Wake up, wake up, wake up. You gotta wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. You gotta wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. You gotta wake up, wake up. I can feel your pain so well. My heart was bleeding in a shell. Leave the psychic underworld. Just turn your sight right side up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. You gotta wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. You gotta wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. You gotta wake up, wake up. Leave behind this dark place. I'll wipe away remaining shades. I'll kiss you when the morning comes. And tell you that you can wake up. Wow. That was intense. And you, your eyes are so intense. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm, I'm locking in. <laughs> that was, well, that was an close. experience, I got to say. <laughs> that it's was a pretty deep song. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I felt like I'm like, wait, is she telling me something she's trying to tell me something <laughs> wake up rick wake the fuck up bro which probably is true we're always waking up every well, day i'm waking up like going shit yeah. okay honestly I I it's had that, that yeah. simple you you get caught in a dark place how i call it the psychic underworld and it it is tough what you're gonna do It doesn't feel real. It feels so real. Right. It feels like a dream. Right. A dream you can't escape. Right. How do you wake up? <laughs> well, wake up. Right. Just, <laughs> and how do you wake up? Make the decision to wake up and turn your side right side up. 
people are always scared that there's so much more to it, but in the end, that's what it is. Right. Sometimes things just look around. Mm -hmm. It's all there for us already. Right. That was beautiful. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> thank you. Maybe we'll do a scene. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Rick, for some, having yes, me. Yes, yes. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.